What's going on, everybody? This is Positive Anger with myself, Nathan McIntosh. And this week, I am very excited to have uh, my guest this week, very funny comedian, also from the East Coast, JJ Whitehead. Hello, mate. How are you, man? <laughs> Good I'm to good, be man. here. Good to be here. But we're both here. We we just we just we kind of just talked for one straight hour without recording it. We were like, <laughs> we were like, hey, we might as well just talk, and then we're like, hey, no, we're, we probably should just record this whole thing. Yeah, but anyways, like, let's let's download all the Nova Scotianness. You know, there's not many of us. You know, no, you're, you're in New York. I'm in LA. Nobody's looking after the lighthouse. So we gotta, <laughs> we I think about this every up. once in a while of like. What's it called? Uh, I mean, there's there's about a million people in all of Nova Scotia. There is yeah. more than that in Queens, just where I yeah. live. Yeah. LA too. I mean, so really there is not a lot of us. So one, we all need to get along. I mean, you and me have hated each other for years. And finally, oh. we're, we're, <laughs> we're writing that wrong. Um, <laughs> that's not true. I, I don't even know why I said that. But uh but yeah, no, there is not a lot of us, and we were just talking about that. But uh, either way, I mean, it's true. I mean, that's New York, and that's it's true about the pop- whole population of Canada as well. I mean, that's uh, all of Canada can fit population-wise in the state of New York, basically. So yeah, California too, right? California has like thirty-seven million people. Or oh something. yeah, California easily. Yeah, yeah. Where do we? You live right in LA? I do. Yeah, I just live off a. I live off a Hollywood Boulevard. I'm 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 zooming you from my from my. Uh, what do, you, what do you call this? <laughs> a studio, studio apartment? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm zooming you from one of the hottest places in North America, and I don't have a balcony. That's, that's my commitment to the art form. I moved here, whatever it is, four or five years ago, and got this. It's actually a nice studio apartment. It's really close. I have a Hollywood Boulevard bragging right, but I do not have a, a balcony or an outdoor area. Do a lot of people but, have balconies? I mean, well... Yeah, maybe I, they, I, think, I, I think newer place, more modern. Yeah. Place. I don't know how old this building is, but yeah, nobody in this place does. But I see everybody else on my street. <laughs> we all got balconies. They're able to quarantine with a little bit more style than me. The best I can do is try to stick my head out the window. I have a, um, I got a fire escape. That's kind of that's kind of <laughs> it. And the fire so escape. Handy. What's that? That's handy. That's handy. That sounds very that's very British. Well, a lot of the British places I lived in. They had, very, if they were apartments, they had, yeah, some fire escapes. You'd have to squirrel out onto it. Sometimes yeah. you had to climb through the window and sit there next to your potted plant and read a book <laughs> in, a, in a little that's, window of sunshine. Yes, this is what's going on here. See, that's why it's interesting to me that even in, in Britain, they would even have fire escapes because it's like, to me, I've only been to England one time for two weeks and it was raining the entire time. So to me, right. I well, go... That's, that's par for the course. Yeah, so I go... What do you need a fire escape for if, it, if it's, when the fire comes, it's already raining, it's fine. You know what I mean? Open the window, let the rain in. Right. You don't even need to get out of this thing. Yeah, yeah. But we have, we have a fire escape and uh, yeah, my girlfriend every day is like, I want to go out there. And I'm like, I, okay. And it's like a fight to not let, because here, you know, JJ, look, this is my thought, right? <laughs> She's going to climb through the window and roll, roll down into the other floor. She has an... She has an eye thing, and there's and this is a big and I'm like she's gonna come out the window, flip down, and then I gotta go down there, pick her up, and and carry her up a fire escape like a, like a reverse firefighter. I have to rescue her into an apartment. You guys sound like you're really precariously placed, man. <laughs> Jeez, I'm gonna say the English need 
they need fire escapes because their homes are so old. They're like tinder boxes that they're living in there. You know, you yeah. This building, it, so it goes up like that. This building here is all brick, but it is old. It's like 1927 or something like that. This is uh, right. So somebody was living in here, you know, and they were like, oh, my life's going pretty good. And then the depression yeah. happened. And I feel ghosts every once <laughs> in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they Letting must feel me... for you because if they know how much you pay in rent <laughs> compared to how much yes. they, they used to, they yeah. must be like, wow, I'm glad I died. <laughs> Woo! This apartment used to be two fish heads a month, but now look yeah. at this bill. Um, you, you said you're living in LA for like four years? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I started coming here in like 14, 15, and then I made the official move uh, sometime in 15. I was still doing like six months Britain, six months here kind of thing. And then, uh, yeah, but the last few years, it's been pretty pretty solid i went and toured britain again last year but yeah for the most part i feel like i'm a i'm an angelino can you say i'm a maritime or angelino it's a weird <laughs> it's a weird combo uh, there is like three of us here though, i think three maritimers i mean I yeah, there's a, yeah t uh, tracy mcdonald oh yeah, yeah 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 she's from sackville and uh and there's a musician or uh, a music producer he does a lot of k-pop and stuff he's one of the first guys i met he was uh his name's darren smith he's called baby d beats and he writes K-pop music, um, quite successful. He was actually my first roommate. I subletted when I first moved here. I subletted from a singer that I had met um, in Europe somewhere. And she, she, she was touring Europe and she said, oh, if you're going to LA, sublet my place first. Sublet her place and it came with this roommate. And uh, we had one of, those, one of those, like, I don't know if you're a dick or not moments when yeah. we first met because because i said oh where are you from and he goes canada and i was like oh i'm from canada too which part he's like nova scotia i'm like yeah i'm from nova scotia too and you start to doubt things right yeah, right yeah, yeah, there. yeah, yeah. and i'm like did she tell you that i was are you being a yeah and eventually we started putting together we're like holy shit we're both from when the you live part of the world when you live with a guy named Baby D Beats, right? Do <laughs> yeah. you do you adopt a a, a nickname? <laughs> I uh, I don't I don't not 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 that I can think of. I don't like know. JJ Trombone or, or something <laughs> something to go along with this, make the whole house a musical type situation. Yeah, unfortunately, all our nicknames come from the comedy world, so they're never good. It's always like Flop Sweat McGee and <laughs> stuff like that. Bomb so. Hanson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anything, I comedy is a good profession to escape uh, nicknames, generally. While we're on the topic of comedy, which, hope to Christ, that's what this podcast will be. <laughs> oh, is that what it's supposed to be about? All right. Okay. Something, something. <laughs> no, I just mean, okay, let me ask you a question, because I was thinking about this today, uh, talking to somebody. Obviously, we're not doing stand-up right now, you know? Um, yeah. Or actually, are you doing any of the Zoom shows? I, okay, well, it's... No, uh, I mean, I'm okay. kind of, <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm trying to do a bit of chat. I put a couple in. I did put a couple in because people have been asking, and, I, and it's still weirding me out. I'm looking at them in the distance. I think yeah. I didn't put one in until June. So I think I start like June 1st or something. I said, okay, I'll do it. Um, it still throws me for a loop, though. I don't, I can't wrap my head around how it can work without an audience, you know. Yeah, just I mean, pe yeah, people are there, but they're not. It's just this, but, but it's not even this because you say a thing and you get no, nothing, you know? Yeah. Like I get this, like I always use this term when we're, when we're playing on the road and stuff in front of a dead audience that 
it's like not only does it not have a great vibe but they also don't know who you are and stuff you know which, which happens in smaller towns and stuff and you're talking with the other co comics at the back and just going this is not this is there's not no vibe in here there's no atmosphere there's no joy yeah <laughs> and almost like an, an audience has shown up for for you to fix them instead of entertain them and yes like, those vibes and i always used to say oh, oh boys we better get our pom-poms out and that's because that's how you feel you gotta yeah. instead of just instead of being able to deliver your material with some subtlety or nuance you got to go hey and like lean into every punchline and throw in some winks and stuff like that and that to me that strikes me as what you have to do on a if you're, if you're delivering yeah. your stand-up to an empty audience over zoom yeah you can't really just well I, yeah i i've said no to them up until this point um uh, I, I, here's what I did. I, I tried not to be an old man, right? I was like, let me, let me, people are asking me, people are doing it. 10 minutes yeah. after the quarantine, people were like, Zoom shows. We didn't even wait to see <laughs> if we'd be back or not. People were just like, I, I know. can't, you know. Every, every comic's motivation has become apparent because some, some just need the attention. There's, I just want to do it. I don't even care if I'm dying as long as people see me. So there's, so there's yes. people who love comedy for that, for those reasons. Yes. Uh, which, you know, it's different. We all have a scale of what we're looking for. And I don't, and I think some of us comedians, we know we're not, it's not what we're looking. We're looking for that, that whole vibe when, when you and the audience all get in a zone and you, yeah. you're just there in this low ceilinged, you know, sweaty roof where everybody's yep. drinking and there's just this joy and this, you just join and you, you can't strike me that you can't attain that over this. Yes. But you know, we're in the era of, like YouTube stars and what sprinkles and emojis and, and, you know, filters on your camera. So I imagine YouTube stars are probably loving it. YouTube, oh, YouTube sure. stars are probably booking these stand-up comedy gigs <laughs> and storming them. It might be making promoters go, maybe, uh, maybe YouTube stars are the, no, that's future. These are the, yeah. these are the people, these are the next Seinfelds. Which well, would be nasty when we get back to clubs. I got to let you know that, that, there's a filter on your face this whole time. I have like a, it's like a squid. <laughs> ah, I see, it wasn't aware. Yeah, it's like a squid with, a, with octopus and the, it, the, all of the tentacles are sprinkling sprinkles. That makes um, sense. It's my, it is my spirit animal. So, uh, perfect. Great. You know. The, uh, yeah, I, the, I'm in your same boat with the Zoom shows in terms of like, I like the idea of a crowd. That's the whole uh, thing for me because it's really made me see that like, obviously we all like money. Money's, money's a good time. But when somebody goes, do you want to make money and not talk to a crowd? I'm like, no, I'd rather, I'd rather do a real show for no money than do a Zoom show for money. Yeah, but yeah, but therein lies the rub because I know. you can't do a real show. Yeah. So, but, but I think you, you almost kind of touched on the point earlier too. Like in some ways we have to give in and do it a little bit because yeah. I mean, uh, this is a it's a place in time hopefully this will go away but maybe we'll need a story about you know about just delivering like oh i had this routine it was killing it was smashing in february and now here i am two months later delivering it to silence down and down a camera going oh this is the worst routine ever yeah uh, we need those kind of stories i mean i got i got asked to do a nudist wedding at christmas i got this email for a nudist wedding and and my initial, I was just reading it. And it was like to like, perform, obviously. To perform at a nudist wedding. You'd yeah. have to be nude? And I would have to be nude, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, but the, I, I actually did eat, because I had to investigate. So what I was going to say, though, this is the kind of situation where I was like, you know what, this is it's out of my comfort zone. But 
maybe I need to do it just so that I can tell audiences, hey, I did, I, I, I tried to perform at a nudist wedding yeah. kind of thing. But, you know, you got to check certain things, like make sure like, that they can't have cameras, because I would hate for some flop sweaty, <laughs> you know, death of a gig, me standing naked in front of a bunch of nudists just dying on my ass. I mean, it would probably be my most viewed video ever, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't for know a if comedian, it would be a career builder. For a comedian, I don't know if there's any way we can look worse than on a stage naked. You know, yeah. I, do, I don't think it's possible. Even with if clothes. Even if you're storming it, I don't know if it yes. would be. Because <laughs> with clothes on a stage, people, people go, whoa, this is an attractive person. Without clothes, we're basically just a man in an alley screaming yeah. things. Yeah, we're yeah, one step away from the sanitarium. Did you do it? No, I did. Well, I, you know what? I replied and I was, I was on board, I, you know, and I was replying back and forth. And then, uh, and then, you know, who knows? Maybe it was this uh, situation the world is in, but maybe the nudists have had to postpone their wedding until I would assume, I would assume, I would assume the most vulnerable of the humans are the ones that aren't wearing any clothes, you know, yes. let alone, I don't even know where they, where they land on the mask debate. I don't they know just have I, the masks, nothing else. I don't know if that hits them at their core or what. But, what do you uh, even, is it, I guess it would, would that just be a regular wedding in terms of like, or gifts, just, you know, forks and random regular things? Or do yeah. you got to do a whole other, I can't even imagine the world. JJ, I don't know about you, right? Well, I imagine, I imagine you get to James Brown it up. You sit at the side. So, so I'm, I'm picturing uh like a like a cabin type wedding so there's like an outdoor okay. setting and you're off to the side because it was a california wedding so uh so you'd be off in the wings like james Brown and your and your and your coat is ready mm -hmm. and then they'd be like you're ready and you would just come out like some sort of cult circle they'd probably be standing around and uh make your way into the middle hanging hanging everything you got out there <laughs> and, and then hang everything you got out there so i i, so I picture it I don't understand the nudist thing only because I obviously look at it in a different way than I am right now. Everybody needs clothes though. There's only about two people who look really good without any clothes. Everybody else needs something. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is very true. I'm yeah. I look a lot better with my clothes on. So yes. I know that well. And the few times that I do try to convince myself that like, I do love, I love a bit of nudity. I love, I love walking around my, my studio apartment, you know, in the, in the nude, you know, all the way the five feet to the kitchen and then uh, the other six feet back to the toilet. It all works for me. But overall, if you, as soon as you get into the nudity, there will yeah. be something that will remind you that, oh, you should maybe at least put some underwear on. That's it. Boxers. You start cooking uh, bacon or something. Yeah. Like, hey, a wait shirt. a minute. Not, yeah. Some kind of thing. But... Yeah. Okay, this was gonna. So I got asked. Anybody listening to your podcast right now is going. I hope these guys get up at the end of the podcast and they're and they're nude. <laughs> I'll take my right, I'll take my pants right, off right now. We're just Donald ducking it right here. Here's the thing. I mean, if we're if we're if we're willing to do uh, Zoom shows for nobody, I think we're at the point where we're willing to show our dicks publicly <laughs> online. I think we've reached that that point. I'm, you know, I'm afraid so. We're the, the we're the two struggling art forms right now. We're one of the two struggling art forms. The other one being being strippers, uh, comedians and strippers. I think we're all losing the plot because I mean, let's face it, we had the dirtiest venues before. Yes, the COVID outbreak. <laughs> There's not nobody's nobody's spending nights at comedy clubs or strip clubs and coming home going, well, I don't need to shower. You yeah, know, it's not yeah. A, 
it's uh you know and i've always loved that i love that about comedy clubs i mean i love uh, lots of things about strip clubs too but the comedy club thing i've always loved the gritty uh darkness of it you know the, yeah the i don't know just just the way you felt when you were like a 20 year old going into a comedy club and just the atmosphere in there and just seedy and of course you know you used to have like smoke and just just felt felt always felt gritty and any comedy club you've been to around the world too a lot of times you're looking down at the carpet going this has not been this is soaked up beer since 1972. Absolutely. Yeah. Sam Kinison's blood in the fucking yeah. floor of a lot of places. Yeah, his, 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 I'm surprised. Yeah, nobody's with all the DNA breakthroughs. <laughs> I'm surprised somebody hasn't popped down to the comedy store or the improv and gone, you know what? I think, I think we can make our own. They're the last. Yeah, they really are the. Yeah, but you know what? Strip clubs and comedy clubs, we're not coming back. <laughs> it's, I don't think they're going to reopen these trouble. buildings. They're gonna they're gonna bulldoze these places. I mean, well, strippers gonna, gonna have to move to an outdoor environment or something. Or well, that's what I was gonna say. Strippers are doing. There's drive-through strip clubs. Have you seen wow. this? I, I said that like Jay Leno. I heard. I've just heard that they've moved online a lot, as well. Which I wonder if I wonder if they have the same complaints as comedians. I wonder if they're like it's just not the same without the live audience there to 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 feel you. <laughs> I bet you strippers would have some of the same complaints. For sure. Not all, but some for sure. We got the same hours. It's the same. Yeah. Some of the well, same crowds. We, you, you've, have you ever performed in Barry? I have. Yeah. I don't know if it's know. different well, for us or a strip. I think it's the exact same across the board. Strippers and comedians. <laughs> We've both looked at that crowd of Fox racing hats and gone, I got yeah. nothing for these people. <laughs> and there are, yeah, and I imagine that the, the strippers, there are strippers, I imagine, who won't be going back to stripping because they've probably found more success online. Online. Realize that it's more safe and secure. We I haven't heard anybody thing. mention Barry in a long time. I do. I love, love old Barry. That's, you know, Barry. <laughs> so Barry was one of the eight cities yeah. that, that hosted Live 8. Do you know that? No. Are you aware of that? So back when was Live 8, whatever, it was, it was like, the, like a rebirth of Live Aid. Yeah, you know, that famous for the Queen performance. And there was a Live Eight, like I don't know, is it 15 years ago? And I love because I remember looking at the list and like there was, like it was in Cape Town and London and like New York and Barry. You know, <laughs> it had all these. I just remember thinking, why didn't, why couldn't we just say Toronto? And yeah, just, just lie a little. Like, but we're so honest and Canadian, right? Like, no, we're, you know, we know you got Cape. We know you got your Johannesburg and Cape Town or whatever. But but we're doing Barry. We can it, we made it sound like our Live Eight concert was just at a dude's house. Yeah, Barry. Just the, Barry, and it probably was. It was probably on the on the deck. There was like <laughs> no real bands. Just uh, just hey, we're gonna play a song from CCR right now, and they just played it, and a guy standing there drinking a beer. Live Eight. Yeah, Barry. Yeah, it's actually uh, yeah. Now that now that we're discussing it, it makes me more proud to be Canadian. <laughs> the um. So strippers are performing outside. I got asked yesterday to perform at a drive-in, uh, a drive-in movie theater. Right. And the way this would work is, you're, I'm, you, us as comedians are basically the movie. You can hear yourself. You can't hear, everybody's in a car. Oh, they God. can hear you with a speaker. <laughs> and if they like you, right? If they like a joke. They hunk? Yes. They honk, and you're outside. The entire world is open. There's birds. There's other street noises, you know. Uh, and the guy well, the asked animals, me. The animals must just think we're getting retarded. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's falling apart. <laughs> what are they all doing now? Now, I mean, the animals have seen a lot in, in human history. They've seen, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure they've seen sacrifices at the altars and everything. And I'm sure they've passed down those stories. To, but they must be just watching us now going, what are they doing? What? They've got one of them just standing there. Yeah. Projecting Outside. the voice while, while these vehicles honk at him. It's also funny because there's more animals now than there ever was. There's like goats roaming the streets. There's, I've seen birds in this neighborhood uh, in the last two months that I don't even think existed in New York. They were just like, tourism's down. I can clearly get a flight. I'm going to go. And you walk outside and you're like a flamingo. There, there's weird shit out there. But if you were, yeah. okay, let me ask you this. So I said, I said no to this drive-in show after some thought because, right, right. again, you're like, I don't want to be an old man. If this is this ain't, seems like a regression, you, you don't want it to stay online forever. That's that's like, is this gonna be? Yeah, I'm like, is this? You know, is, 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 is this is all? Somebody will see it out of context. Somebody will see it out of context ten years from now and go, what are they? Why are they doing that? And you also have to. I was thinking about it in terms of, okay, if I there's no there's no show to come back. How okay? Let's say it goes bad, which it's going to. I'm outside. <laughs> There is sun or the moon or rain. I mean, it's insanity. So I do bad at a show outside. How do I redeem myself, JJ? What do I get booked on another drive-in show? I don't want to have to yeah. get into that world. Yeah, yeah. give me a second chance. I know I can get them. Yeah, so I just I said, that. I was like, I go, no, man. I ran up by my girlfriend and she was like, because I go, maybe I should do it. It's a couple bucks it's- and I haven't. And she just goes, no. You're not doing that, no. And then she fell yeah. through the fire escape. And, and now you think of the other things. <laughs> yeah, she just tumbled out. <laughs> you blow my mind. Tumbling out. And that's the other point, too, because the great thing about uh, performing in a comedy club is uh, if, you, if you do die on your ass, you can usually get out through the back door, yes. you know, get through the green room or what. You're out of there. They're all booing and wanting to kill you. And, and you're... You're gone. You're you're out in the back. You're in your car and you're out of there. But yeah. you you die at a drive-through. Even if you make it to your car, you then have to sit probably in the yeah in the traffic in the in the lanes of traffic to leave the drive-through. You need a little. You need the mask, obviously. You need the mask. You, you gotta put that on. That guy sucks. This is the thing I thought about Zoom shows too. If you bomb in your house, now you're at your house. You've bombed in your house, so you have no. Yeah. If you bomb a show, you can go home and be like, thank God that's over. If you bomb in your yeah. house now, your house is a bomb zone. It's like, it's like if you bombed on stage, yeah. you just live there. It's a horrible feeling. That's true, too. Yeah, your whole safety net is gone. Yeah, you're, you you're, can't you're, go anywhere. Your comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a fair point. Yeah, what okay. am I going to do? Like, I'll bomb online. I'll go, well, I'm never, never coming to this corner of the room yeah. again. <laughs> Kitchen's closed. Just <laughs> board it off. I don't go in there anymore. Last time I was in there, I bombed so horrifically, I, I can't even eat. <laughs> yeah. Honey, let me get ask, off the fire escape. Let me ask you, oh, she tumbled down again. Let me ask you a question, because I, like I said, I was thinking about, I was talking about this with somebody today. In your tenure in comedy, right before this thing shut down, did you notice anything in, in, in how comedy was going and what things were happening that you did not necessarily like? Oh, well, entirely. Well, I, well, you know what? I think this is what a crazy year for this to happen because I think obviously uh, socially and politically um, we're all going through a crazy phase right mm-hmm. now. 
So, of course, I mean, there was Trump fatigue. Uh, we were talking a lot about it on our show, on the Jim Jeffrey show. We were like, we, we just stopped writing about Trump because we're like, this is not, uh, you know, because we wanted to do a universal, uh, you know, mock news show. We're, we're doing, doing comedy news and stuff, but it was just, it wasn't becoming comedy anymore. And, all, and people are just, people are going zero to 60 when they hear the, the, the mention of the name, whether they're on one side or the other, it doesn't matter. Everybody was going, Oh God. And I think all of the world has felt that way. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the weird things about being in this lockdown now, because you know, like even as the restrictions are getting lifted, <coughs> we're only a few months away from, from an election that will define the next four years. Yeah. And hopefully then all of a sudden that'll be a huge, another huge social uh, social and, and political change. But it's, but it's, you know, it's really, this is the first time I've ever noticed politi politics affecting us so yeah. socially. There's zero, you know? zero, like you were saying, there's zero nuance. People hear yeah. a thing and they are gone, done. Even if you're, yeah, you're, you're right. You could, you could even be saying something like, I think this person's good. They might be a bit of, a, here's a joke about them and people just go, nope, not, yeah, not you know. It, yeah, you can have a funny story because I, I think like a lot of comedians a lot of great comedians uh we we try to stay in the gray area like yeah. you know like I, I i'm canadian so i've got my life experiences that i've that i've learned from and living in britain so so i guess i've got a bit of the socialism and a, a, a bit a bit lefty and stuff but uh, but as a comedian i love to live in the gray area and criticize everything i'll criticize the ridiculousness of a, of, of a liberal you know, who wants to, whatever, who wants to end somebody's career because they gave a glass of water to a Nazi or something, like whatever, whatever their yeah. crazy reasoning is, I'll go after that. Or, or you know, and I'll, I think that's the, that's the space that we can work in as, as comics, but that's going away. People just hear the topic. Done, yeah. And it's like, it's like if you had a story to tell about something that happened at Disneyland and, you know, you get this funny story about your friend getting stuck in a ride or something and you start, you go... So I was at Disneyland with, with a friend, and then you got people going, oh, I hate Disney. I don't, who cares about Disneyland? And, and you're like, going, no, 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 it's not really, it's not yeah. really about Disneyland. Somebody it's in the back the yelling, but I, I love Space Mountain. <laughs> yeah. It didn't do anything to me. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's so nuts. Disneyland opinion. I'm like, I don't, it's not an opinion about Disneyland. I'm t telling you a story. That's it's a thing. thing. Dude, that uh, just reminded me, my second to last show before the whole world uh, stopped, I was in Atlantic City. And I mentioned on stage that I'm from Canada. And some guy goes, <laughs> some guy, he just goes, oh, I hate Canada. <laughs> and I, so I just go, it was the end of the, I, I knew that the world, so I just go, why? I go, why? Why do you hate Canada? And he goes, because that's where draft dodgers went. Right. And I go, right. so you, you hate a country because people who <laughs> dodged the draft went to it? I go, why don't you hate the people that dodged the draft. And he goes, yeah. don't start with me, buddy. And it, <laughs> okay. and then, then he's off. He's, he's done. He's, <laughs> just, he's labeled insanity. as all his, all his draft dodgers. That's he's insane. mad that there was a place for people to dodge too. He's mad that the world existed. Because in his mind, he's like, if there was only America in Vietnam, you can't, what are you going to dodge? You can't dodge shit. You either go to jail or you go to war. He's that mad is, that the rest of the world exists. <laughs> that is a long grudge. That is a long grudge to hold. Like, holy, holy cow. Like, dude, was it even your generation? What's? Oh, it was definitely his generation. He was wearing a, a, a veteran hat. Oh, yeah, that's his generation, dude.
but he he i couldn't believe i mean i'm a military kid too i'm like my father would be so insulted by that like we've (laughs) we've actually we're canadian we're we're part of the united Nations. we got a great military you know we're uh you know we're we're good guys we, but we definitely we're not all draft dodgers but we just no, have, but a, he was saying we just have a different approach to war like a less <laughs> a, a less urgent approach to war for every for every situation it's it's you know it's, it's called de-escalation we we like try to we, we like to we like to try to de-escalate first try to. this is okay so this is a, a much smaller thing than that but that is definitely a thing in comedy that's been like uh, changing a lot. I've been spending some time thinking about comedy because, you know, you got the time. I'm not doing it, so why don't I think about the last bunch of yeah. years of my life? And one thing I have noticed, I don't know if you have seen this at all, the last few years of comedy, um, how do I say this? I mean, people have really, no matter what somebody did on a stage, I noticed that they would come off and people would say, good job. No matter what it was that they did or what happened because i remember when i started man you would bomb first of all you would know that you bombed you would feel it you would you would you know and you'd come off and other comedians would be like yikes and you'd go (laughs) you'd go i know it was terrible and then you'd leave but now i've seen people completely bomb like horrifically fucking get zero and come off and people are like good job and you're like Good job. What are we doing? What are we doing here? You know, not that you yeah. have to say bad job. You don't have to do that. Just you don't. But you don't have to give them the fake thing that doesn't exist. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, there's a whole bunch of layers to that too. Because I really hate that patronizing. Like, ah, okay, so, yeah. uh, uh, well done. I I couldn't do that. <laughs> you're like, what do you mean you couldn't do? It? You couldn't bomb like that. But uh, but I yeah I like I don't know if if you mean totally in the context of like some people think it's good to just learn confidence now. Sometimes that's yes. the important thing because of the era of, of uh, media, because we yeah. kind of removed that fourth wall sometimes. So you actually, because I hold my criticism too sometimes. Cause if I, cause I can watch a comic bomb, but maybe sometimes I, I don't know that maybe that's not what he or she wants. Maybe she's, working on an idea because she goes home to her million YouTube fans and, and it wasn't a joke that she was trying to, she was just trying to find some confidence so that she can then go and manage her yeah. audience on screen and play with a doll or whatever, whatever the trickery is. I mean, it's like, I always forget uh, that how different LA and New York are <laughs> <laughs> that you're watching somebody on stage. And you're like, Oh, they're definitely going to just uh, do this bit from a pool with a bunch of <laughs> shiny video. <laughs> well, yeah, no, you're right though. You're right. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if they're not doing that in New York. I assume that they were as well. I mean, I've, I the New York comics that I see. So I really I don't like the book thing, the reading the notes. Yeah, reading reading the notes smugly and uh, that and um, I consider that a New York disease a little Funny. bit. Okay. Um, um, I don't know. But I, maybe I'm wrong, but but I do find that it's it comes a lot. <laughs> it comes a lot with a New York comic. Sometimes when they come over here for a circuit, for you know, to do the LA circuit for a bit, yeah. or, you know, and I'm not like we do have our we've got radio presenters and models and actors. Oh, buddy, say whatever you want. Uh, Look, comedy's toast. Their agents, their agents Trash to do. anything you want, but, but, I, the, but I, I've never heard but that the, about but New the York. book funny. thing. Drives me nuts. I, mm-hmm. I think it started with Louis C.K. because he used to do, but he was working up material, and yeah. I and I think I think a generation of comics or a sect a sect of comics really got into the, I mean, I loved Louis C.K.'s comedy as well, but- Carlin but I, used to do that too. 
but uh but that's cool to have a book if you're really legitimately working on it but i think you always have to be careful if you're hiding behind that because you know yeah. sometimes i was seeing i sorry the label it is new york comics but i see them smuggle go I'm, I'm out of new york and let's see if some of this stuff works and i'm just like dude i saw you do that last night and i saw you do it five nights ago I th- yeah stop stop doing this you know it yeah. You know what you're doing. You're just hiding that it's not honed yet. And the only way you're going to hone it is shut that fucking book and then and, and do it and and work it out. But but see, there's a lot of people that would tell that person and and maybe maybe it is just not the book. Oh yeah, they'll come up to him afterward. They come up to him. Good job. Good. Time. And the the good job <laughs> thing. I'm just going again. Not that you have to tell somebody that they were terrible because they should know. But the the reason it bothers me, JJ, is this: comedy shouldn't work as far as a career in stand-up comedy when you look at what it is it this chord and a speaker and a crowd the idea that you can actually make a living on that is insane so when people get into it and don't take it seriously in the way of like we should all be trying to make it good at least but when everybody is when everybody gets told good job then nobody has to try anymore and then we're sinking the thing that we're all trying to be in i go way too far with it you know but i'm like this good job right here means in two years stand-up's dead because everybody allowed it to just be this shitty fucking garbage thing i'd love to see your your uh your comedy club uh you're you're like if you had the interior decoration of your comedy club there would probably be signs (laughs) saying please don't compliment the animals unreasonably please (laughs) please don't Oh, please, please do not deliver false hope to shit. <laughs> and I say this, <laughs> I, I'm specific, I'm not even talking about the crowds. I'm talking specifically comedian to comedian. Oh, right, right. Because yeah. that, uh, that part, I just go, don't we care about this? Isn't this a fucking thing that we give a fuck about? But, you know, maybe I'm too, but I, I, I've, just, I've noticed that a lot in the last few years. Whereas, again, like I said, years ago, man, you'd come off stage and people would just be like, Oh God! <laughs> but you knew too. You knew. I, I, I didn't need I, anybody I, to tell me good job. I knew it was fucking bad. I guess that's true too. I think our because the generation of comedians ahead of us uh, are were a lot more hardcore. Like yeah, that. so they would be like that. So yeah, I guess that's a good point. We were coming off stage to that, and now it's a more supportive era. And uh, I, I'm, I guess because even I'm, you know, even I won't. If I don't, especially if I don't know a comic, I won't be like, yeesh. But I, yeah. I mean, but I mean, my move is to do that to my friends when they have a good gig. I always <laughs> like to walk up and go, ugh, look next time, man, you know, it'll be, it'll be okay. So we, uh, so you're, you're living in a studio apartment. I mean, how are you, uh, do you live by yourself? Yeah. Yeah. How is no, the, there's, uh, no, there's no room in here. I couldn't, <laughs> I can hardly social distance myself. How do you, are, are you having a good time during this quarantine? I mean, how are you, uh, how are you figuring this out? I'm having, uh, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm figuring it out. I've, you know, it's been a long time. So it's been, what are, what are we in week eight? Nine? Yeah. Month two, full, full month. Two. Um, I'm about a, I think my ratio of good days to bad is about, is about 50, 50. But the only wow. problem is that 50, 50 comes in a, a string. Like I, yep. like my April was awesome. I think my late March when it started was maybe a little bit despondent and like, oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to figure this out? And then by April, I actually started a couple of projects that I could work on. And I started having some discipline, pretending that I would like, like, uh, cause I got too much. I got in my, like right now in this studio apartment, I've got 
So I've got a MacBook that I'm talking to you on. I've got an iMac. I've got a, I've got a large screen television. I got my iPhone plugged in over there and I got an iPad right over there. So I got all these screens and just shit. The iPad's been a bane on my existence. I don't know why it's so different, but different messages are coming through on it. And so I, so I just, you're just juggling. You're here, you're locked in. You've got no, uh, no dates to go out and stuff. So I, so in April, right at the start of April, I really started to teach myself like shut everything off at 11 o'clock. Like yeah, yeah. in the morning, 11 till 12 in the morning, nothing. Don't answer your phone. Don't do nothing. Just shut everything off and do other things. Yeah. And return to it to do your clerical work or your whatever. And then shut it off again at three. I was doing really good at that in April and I was accomplishing things. You know, I got my new album uh, finished because we already had the recordings, but we were just trying to uh, isolate the set and like make, 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 find the best sounding tracks and stuff and, and iron it out. And uh, so we accomplished all that stuff uh, late April. Uh, some writing projects as well. And then in May, I, I, uh, I just fell off the wagon. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but I think, tough, I'm starting, I think I'm trying to get it back last few days, but I'm this, like, man, yeah. I cannot, I can't string together more than five days, I would say. Yes. Right. I, I mean, uh, I can get a, a couple good days in same deal. I can get a couple good days in and then you just, you hit a thing where you go, it's almost like, it's almost like, um, remember Swayze and ghost when he's trying to kick the can. <laughs> It's almost like waking up and you're like, is there even a reason to kick this can? Like you try to kick a can and you can't, you're like, I, okay, well, am I dead? Like you, even when you are doing things and you get some stuff done, there is always just going to be one day where you go, what's the fucking <laughs> Yeah. It's hard yeah. not to get there at, at certain points of time. Um, yeah. And especially, yeah, I don't, I think it's a comedian thing too, or it's a, you know, it's, part of our breed some of our breed are like this but we but we we do reward ourselves when we're doing well and i fall into that pit like yeah. i i got a bit drunk three nights ago i think it was three <laughs> nights ago i think i was having a good day i accomplished a few things i got shit faced oh i had a video date i did a, I did a video date oh shit uh, how's that and then, uh, uh it's just it's, it's the end of the world uh so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got a bit drunk, and then the next day was a write-off. I was like, "Oh yeah. god, I feel shit. How did this, all this happen?" And then it takes it takes a while to summon back up uh, the energy and get back in, into a system. But that's comedians, man. That's we we. I tend to, I think a lot of us just tend to go. Well, that was a good, had a good successful couple of days. Why don't I ruin? Yeah. Why don't I ruin this momentum? The next month. Okay, <laughs> can we can we quickly talk about this video date? So I mean, was this? Oh, right. uh, was this uh was this somebody that you'd met on a, on a dating app? Uh yeah yeah she was uh, I say I said video date but it was actually we at the last minute we changed it to a phone date so I haven't upgraded to video date yet I don't know if I'm ever going to be because have you have you seen yeah. the and also you, you see imagine that? if you like I've chatted to her now a couple of times can you imagine though if I the first video date and you turn it on and you're just there with a Los Angeles woman goes. Oh, bye. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely happened to somebody. And again, it's, you just it's got right. told it's, it's happening. You just got told you're a goblin in your own house. There's no That's it. There's nowhere to go. You're just shit in your own house. Yeah. Like if I get if I yeah, if I disappoint somebody at a pub, yeah. Sitting across from them, not only do you do you not have to finish the drink or anything, but yeah. you can come home to your refuge. Yeah, you just, you just go home and watch porn and wildly you know beat off into your studio apartment but yeah. if somebody tells you you're disgusting in your studio apartment i mean personally i wouldn't even feel 
confident enough to open up a porn website. I'd be like, <laughs> I'm, I'm useless. I'll just fucking lay here and yeah. wait to die. But the, 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 you, you might've come across the, there's a bunch of stats of um, divorce lawyers, right? Are getting triple the calls that they, that they wow. used to get. Like it, I was reading this one thing, a divorce lawyer was like, I used to get two or three calls a week. Now I get three to five calls a day from people being like, I want the fuck out. It, it, it's funny to me that quarantine is breaking, is it? <laughs> it is, and it's also like it's it's funny to see how quarantine has shown people that they hate who they're with because now they're they really get to see that person. But in a regular landscape, but it's also too bad because maybe they do love the person they're with, but they needed they needed their lifestyle, you know, yes, or the structure need, yes. that they had. Because I because I hear that about actors and actresses here in L.A. Um, who are in relationships and some of them have this great balance because if one of them is working on a team, I guess it's not just actors and actors, just, but people, they had a system. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I think I've seen a couple actors talking about like, like I only actually see my wife for five months of the year because mm -hmm. sometimes I'm on set or so, but then they have these great romantic, like these relationships where they can have these great romantic times, you know, like I was in whatever, I was in Sweden and then she flew out. My wife came out to be with me for the, for the week or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they have these great stories and then all of a sudden they're just locked in with each other and they go, I can't, if it's not a- Yeah, or even somebody, even somebody with like a- Destination romance. Yeah, even somebody with like a, a, two people in a nine to five job, 45 hours of the week, you're not looking at each other and you're able to, to talk to other people. And even if you do love this person, you're able to look at somebody else in your office and be like, you know, my husband's a fucking idiot. But yeah. then you see him and you're like, oh, I love this guy. But now when you have nobody else to really vent to and you have to look at that one person day in, day out, and there's no other routine, people are like, yo, fuck this. I need out. And I got yeah. I, I, I to get out of this thing. I, yeah, I imagine, like, it's a... Uh, because even in relationships that I've been in, uh, if, for example, I'm, if I'm dating somebody who, say, she has a day job or whatever, I, and, you know, like, I figured about an ex-girlfriend, like, many years ago, and I remember she used to call me uh like we were together for five years really happy but but i love that she had this day job yeah um and so dinner we had dinner every night and that was great she didn't really know what i spent my day doing um you know and because it, it's you know if i said to her oh yeah i gotta write this uh whatever i get the gotta write uh you know a, a sheet i gotta write 700 words uh by tonight and then she calls me at lunchtime how's it going and i'm like oh yeah pretty good i'm up to about 200 words you know it's hard. but i'm really just sitting there watching seinfeld repeats and yeah, yeah, yeah. slowly you know like i'm multitasking i'm, I'm kind of writing a word at a time but watching seinfeld i bet you if i had her i always think if i had her actually watching me she'd probably be like okay turn off the tv and get your 700 words done now and that's probably not an environment that uh no you know, i'd probably want a divorce as well yeah exactly you can't write under a deadline like that so here's here's what we just decided writing never works <laughs> no, no, matter what, excuse? Oh <laughs> no matter what situation um well yeah i mean i think um i think we did it here jj oh yeah all right well there you go man. <laughs> that's how i, I am I things. We, we solved the world we yeah we solved world peace that's what we we figured we out that do. as comedians we are not do you actually do you actually have a list of questions there what do i got written here Zoom. Can I? I'll you know what's funny? I wrote you've got Zoom, written. and I don't even know what it. The first word is Zoom, and I don't right. even know what it. I wrote down Zoom meetings and death. 
I think we I think we touched on that. I think we touched on we dying, touched on that dying on stage in a in a Zoom. Yeah. Uh huh. What did you dislike about comedy before? I asked that. Are you ready to? <laughs> oh oh oh. Well, okay. Let me ask you this, and we'll get out of here. What will what will? Let me read it from this so that it really looks like it. What will you do? This is me, New York. This is New York. Yeah, this is me, New York. Comedy going. Oh, yeah, let me see if this works. Work it, yeah. <laughs> is uh, is Masada in the room? Is he here? Okay. Let's see if this works. Hopefully this works. <laughs> what will you do when this is, uh, when quarantine's done? Do you have a thing that like, first thing you're, you, you'd like to do? Is there a thing that you miss doing? When, well, I guess, when will it be done? I guess is the big question. I think because... that is a personal question. You're right. Cause you could, you could end yeah. it today. You could, you could get your shit. Um, you could put that jacket on and walk right outside and just go, I'm going in this fucking Starbucks. If yeah, you want to it... be, you know. Yeah, because of course I miss all my friends. I got, I got my, I got my mountain. I got my trusty. But that's how I get around town, right there. You nice. see, it can't, it can't even fit in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my trusty mountain bike. I've been out on that a, a few times, but uh, so, so I don't know. So all, there will be two things that I would like to do. I mean, I had, to, I canceled an Asian tour. Uh, right now, I was supposed to be the month of May. I was supposed to be in the Philippines and Bali and Kuala Lumpur and stuff, which mm -hmm. would have been fun. I was going to record a new album there. Uh, <laughs> but uh so, so that would be good but i have no interest in slotting that in immediately i would say my immediately <laughs> my immediate plans would be to see all my friends all my la friends that would be great um i don't know how quickly that would happen though it'd be so awesome if they just lifted this band and went all right everybody's safe turns out we're we're all we uh, fucked you know, up we're, there we're was fine. no bat and um, so uh, china's not big, even a real place <laughs> have a big party by a fire pit that would be fantastic and then and then you know and then if it's not lifted until december then i guess the thing they'll be eager to do is get a flight back to nova scotia and see my see my family so those would be the you know it's all they're all human for for, for considering that comedians mostly have disdain for for, for human beings you know we we trade on you know uh, being sarcastic and you know not i like being on the stage much more than being in the crowd watching what's sure on yeah stage. yeah but uh so considering all that, I really do miss people. <laughs> wow, that was very that was a very heartfelt. Yeah. Well, I, uh, JJ, thank you so much for being here, man. Where where can people find you? Um, I uh, yeah, well, um, <laughs> just, just off a of Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> but I, I, it's social distancing, so only two two at a time in here, and uh, no balcony. But uh, I'm online, JJ White Snake on social media and stuff, and I got this new album. I have, like I said, I had to cancel my album recording that I was going to do this month, but instead I have all my audio recordings in the lead up to this, all the way up till January. I've been traveling with with like three uh, Zoom recorders, weirdly enough, they're called. And, and I had some great audio. So when this, when this whole thing hit, I gave, I gave like 100 hours. I gave like 100 hours of audio to a producer. Poor guy. He's, we got it to the finish line. But uh, he went through the 100 hours and pulled out some great audio from around the world. So that's the new album. Is got, you know, it's a set from Calgary, a set from Boston, a set from Sweden, a set from Sydney, Australia. Nice. Um, and we've compiled it together into the new album. So, so that, and that's available for five bucks right now as a pre-sale. So I guess. What's it called, man? It's called Live Before Lockdown. It's all the theme. Like, yeah, it's Live Before Lockdown, but you can also read it as Live, Live Before Lockdown. All the things that we're regretting. <laughs> that maybe we didn't do things before we, we did lockdown. Yes. That's, that's what it is. And like, like we were talking about, it's great to have a body of work now because I know there's going to be so much social change coming 
in the second half of this year that all of us stand-ups, we're all going to need a reboot of, uh, of, of what we're doing, what our material is and what we're doing. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, it's, uh, so I'm excited to have this little body of work out there. Sweet, man. Well, check, yeah, everybody, uh, check out uh, JJ's album live uh, from... Live, live before lockdown. Live before lockdown or live before, before lockdown. Yeah. Whichever it's way you'd my, like to read it. Even got my passport picture as the, <laughs> as the album cover because we couldn't get a photographer. So <laughs> the artist just used my passport picture. And, Somebody's uh, going to steal that, take your whole identity, become the, JJ Whitehead, and then also have a mountain bike kind of in a closet. Yeah, yeah, kind of just <laughs> gets used though. Gets used. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm JJ's White Snake. If any, if on on social media, I don't know why, but I was drunk when I signed up. I guess. <laughs> um, sweet man, this is uh, this is positive anger. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Nathan Macintosh. Subscribe to the Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash Positive Anger. And uh, yeah, thank you again for being here, man. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, great chat, buddy, man. Great to see you. You too, man. You know, stay well. Later, <laughs>